Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome to this latest edition of Red Side of the Trend on the back of Forest winning again in the Premier League, which is brilliant to say, as we beat Leeds United 1-0 at the City Ground, which is becoming a bit of a fortress. Um, that makes us seven unbeaten at home in the league and also makes it our seventh clean sheet of the season, and obviously also in the Premier League. Um, just briefly before we delve into that game um, in detail against Leeds, um, in midweek, our brilliant run in the Carabao Cup finally came to an end as we were convincing the beaten over two legs by Manchester United as we fell to a 2-0 defeat at Old Trafford, losing 5-0 on aggregate. A shame, but as we all said in the last part, the damage was done in the first leg. Um, but it has been a, a good bonus for us and that is now a bygone as we fully concentrate on staying in the top flight. Um, full house today as I'm joined by Adam Wicklow, Christian Brown and Lee Clark. And we're going to get stuck into that Leeds game, which has turned out to be the final act for now ex-Leeds manager, Jesse March, as he was relieved of his duties this afternoon. So start with you then, Adam. The only goal of the game came pretty early on, 14th minute to be precise. Brennan Johnson winning the free kick on the right side. Morgan Gibbs-White's ball not fully cleared by Leeds. And then Brennan Johnson smashing in from the edge of the box. That's why I've come to you, you on this one, Adam, because me and you earlier on in the season wanted to see Johnson doing a bit more. And ever since the World Cup, he's been excellent. Um, goal involvements, Johnson's the highest in 2023 in the Premier League with Bruno Fernandes and Riyad Mahrez. So not bad company at all there. I've not gone into detail on purpose with the goal, so I'll let you take all the plaudits. How good a strike was that? Superb, mate. Absolutely top-notch technical ability. Techers, as uh, Andy Anser used to say on Ray yeah. Rooney Street uh, Striker, yeah. which has obviously become became a bit of a meme. I thought it was instinctive. He, hit it. he couldn't have hit it any better. Head over the ball. No keeper in the Premier League is saving that. Not even our new hotly rated goalkeeper <laughs> between the sticks would have saved that one, I don't think. Um, I think 
there's going to be a question to Lee maybe if he's if he's seen the highlights. Obviously, whether there was offside in the build up, that's nothing to do with us. It's that's not our job. We 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 did what what we did by playing to the whistle. And yeah, great strike by Johnson. Our only chance probably of the game other than Sam Surridge is it later on. And it's kind of it's the, it's the fine margins in football, as, as we've said many, many times on this podcast. Take your chances and and we get one. It's nice to actually score a screamer for a change as well, isn't it? Yeah, I literally thought that <laughs> as it went in. Um, yeah, he struck it. He couldn't have fit it any better, could he? And, you know... Yeah. Leeds keeper was nowhere near it. Like you say, no goalkeeper in the world was getting near that. It was, you know, sweet as a nut, which is um, absolutely brilliant. And he, yeah, as I said, he's just really coming into his own since the World Cup. So I don't know whether that kind of World Cup was playing on his mind or anything. You know, that's putting two and two together. But yeah, let's hope it continues because he's um, becoming the match winner, what he was last season for us in you know, on the big stage. That's I brilliant. I kind of think he's just maybe um, given a bit more responsibility. On, I think he's just been given a bit more responsibility to go out and express himself a bit more and, and become that player that he was last season, really. And probably he's got used to the league a little bit more. So that's probably mm. what it what it's down to, really. So let's let's may long may that continue. Yeah, I think he's definitely got the got the belief and I think I mentioned this on the last pod against the um Lesser slash mid-table sides of the division. He's definitely got that belief now, which is great. But moving on anyway, um, a real pinch yourself moment on transfer deadline day for us as we announced the signing of multiple Champions League winner and Paris Saint-Germain goalkeeper, Keylor Navas. Um, is he the first Forest player to play for us who's won more European Cups than us, maybe? I think that'd probably be right, won't it? Um, he obviously made his debut yesterday and was vastly active in the first half in keeping his clean sheet. Uh, made saves from Somerville, Ganonto, Aylin, and also an excellent tip away to deny a dangerous header across the box. All at your end of the ground, Lee. So, going to come to you on this one. What did you make of first in the signing and also Navas's debut? Yeah, I mean, the signing was uh, unbelievable. I mean, it didn't actually sink in until yesterday when he's on the turf and the names are being read out before the game. So it's it's just bizarre. I mean, I expected to see people like Kalor Navas, but in the, the goal for the other team that we were playing if we got into the Premier League. So, I mean, one thing that you can't knock the club for is, yeah, we might have signed a lot of players, but we're, we're leaving no stone unturned in terms of the quality of players that we're trying to sign. Um, I mean, I, I don't for one minute think it will be a signing that lasts any longer than the end of this season. Um, I know that some people aren't overly keen on short-termism, but it is what it is. And I think if he keeps us in the Premier League, if I was saying yesterday, obviously he's played one game, made four made four really good saves, um, kept a clean sheet. If we stay up by three points, then he's been worth his weight in gold, regardless of how much we've paid him a week, hasn't he? So um, I'm more than happy with the signing. The saves, I mean... I spoke to a Leeds fan today and he was he was more of the opinion that it was Leeds's woeful finishing rather than um Navas's brilliance. But essentially you can only save what's what's thrown at him and he did everything that he was asked to with, with relative ease. I actually thought the first one was the best one. Um I agree with that. The first one, it was awkward because he t- kind of took it first time. Um and it was just the fact that I mean, for a thirty six year old I think Hennessy might have saved it, but I definitely don't think he'd have pounced on the, the loose ball. Um, and it was that bit that I thought made the save really good. 
Yeah, it was straight, really I mean, a quick one too. Yeah, I think that was like, like two minutes into the game as well. So, I mean, mm. he must have been thinking, bloody hell, what's this? <laughs> They're not going to defend like that for the next 88 minutes, are they? But, yeah, I mean, it take, took him two minutes to basically show us all that he's still more than capable of playing at this level. Yeah, I think what I like about that transfer mostly is the fact that Navas himself actually wanted to come and was pushing the move. It would be very easy for a guy of his calibre to kind of just go with a mantra of, oh, I'll go and do him a favour for three, four months. So for him to actually want to come to us, I thought that was, um, yeah, excellent. And I think yeah. uh, I think, I think, as well, perhaps, obviously, I mean, it's quite fitting that he played with Ronaldo for, for so many years. And Ronaldo's kind of at 37 or 38, whatever he is, is kind of... Well, he's, he's gone into semi-retirement, has he? Let's face it. I mean, Sky Sports News made me laugh the other day. They did a 15-minute montage on him scoring a penalty in the, the Saudi Arabian ninth division. It, it, it's it's absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? Navas at 36 has turned around to PSG and says, do you know what? I want to take the Premier League off and I want to go to Forest. So, fair play to him for that. Take note, Ronaldo. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've seen Saudi Arabia's now on Sky's um, TV catalogue, isn't it? I'm not sure how many people are watching that, but it is what it is. Um, anyway, the second half, Christian, game, I mean, for me personally speaking, this has pretty much drifted away rather by the odd half chance, which was, I mean, perfect for us because we were ahead. Um, Steve Cooper, you know, he's a very proactive manager and he was proactive at half-time, made a formation and personnel change. I mean, early on in the season, we asked a few questions about subs at certain times, but for me, them subs yesterday were perfect and I generally thought they won us a game by bringing on some experienced heads. I mean, what did you make of the subs, especially Colback and Aurier? Yeah, I'd agree. They, completely, they, they absolutely did win us the game because, you know, the, the amount of joy that Gonzo had in the first half was ridiculous. And as soon as Aurier came on, it just sort of stopped every single time. Like, I think it was the first time the ball came over and Aurier was just watched the ball and just sort of positioned his body. So Gonzo couldn't get past them, even though he tries, and the ball just bounced out of play. It was just small things like that where he just uses experience, uses like you know sense, all the things he's picked up from the game. And Colback was exactly the same. I felt that um, it was weird actually. I actually felt that we missed Ryan Yates yesterday because yes, that would have been a perfect game for him. That sort of like it's, it's where it isn't so much about. I mean, it's in the nicest possible way as well. It isn't so much about technical ability or skill. It's just more about battle, fight, and desire. And I think Yates been perfect yesterday. Um, so Danilo, bless him, like he just sort of seemed a bit like a fish out of the water in the first half. So when Colback came on, he just immediately sort of plugged that gap completely, dug in, you know, rolled his sleeves up, et cetera, et cetera. Both of them were, that's probably the best Colbacks played for Forest, I'd say, arguably, like because it's, it's you know, they're like an instrumental part in us getting three points in a Premier League game. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And yeah, Oreo as well. Like, I mean, why he wasn't starting in the first place is another matter, but he's got to be first choice on the uh, first name of the team sheet from now on because he shows just exactly what he can do. I know he's had a few semi-ropey games. I felt like the Bournemouth game wasn't exactly his finest hour and obviously he was at fault for the second goal at Old Trafford by missing that header. But no, we saw his class yesterday. He's a brilliant player. We're very lucky to have him and yeah, those subs were perfect. Yeah, I mean, just touching on Danilo, I think once he was yellow carded in the first half, it was Pretty obvious he was going to go off soon, wasn't he? Um, if he didn't go, if he didn't go off at half time, I think he'd have gone off on the hour mark. With you know Tyler Adams and that in that midfield, he he likes to get his foot stuck in, doesn't he? So um, yeah, like Cooper said on the um on the post match on Radio Nottingham, he said he didn't want to risk 
anyone getting um, sent off. Um, Adam's just mentioned that OEA might have had a knock, so that might have come into the reckoning when Cooper um, put his 11 out and not um, went for Ore, so but not sure. But he he come on and did brilliantly, like you said, Christian Long with Colback as well. Who we've all said it, haven't we, on this pod? He's, he's kind of like frowned upon Jack Colback, but he never lets Forrest down. He's been a brilliant servant for us. He really has, and yesterday again showed why. You know, Cooper really made the decision to pick him ahead of Lewis O'Brien in the squad. So, yeah, his experience will be vital, I'm sure, come end of the season. Um, anyway, so far, that means Forrest have gained the highest points in the Premier League in 2023. I mean, that's mental. Um, 11 points, which equals certain Derby's whole tally the last time that third tier side win the top flight. So that's lovely to hear. But um, going to move on anyway now to some player performances. And we'll start with a player, Adam, who we've not really mentioned much on his pod. Um, and that is Oriel Mangala. So he started the season... Pretty well, I'd say. And then he had a spell out injured. And ever since then, he's really kind of been in and out the side in terms of either starting or not doing a full 90. He's still yet to play a full 90 in the Prem for us. Um, what do you what do you make of him overall and what you've seen of him so far? I think it's a quite a difficult one, really, because of his injury obviously setting back a, a fair bit and coming from the German league. I'm not sure how much faster the Premier League is in the German League. I'm obviously not having played in any of that level of football in my entire life. I, or, I think or, it's fair to say a lot. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've seen I think, with I think, Sancho, for example. I think when you watch it, yeah, I think you, you're going to be right. But, um, Mangala's quite a steady player. I think he's quite neat on the ball and that. I do think sometimes he gets caught out between trying to do more than he's probably capable of rather than keeping it simple. Like yesterday, no one in our midfield seem to want to put a foot on the ball and like keep it and kind of slow the game down or at least take a little bit of control of it, even like Froiler, but then Froiler's other side of his game where he's so good positionally and dogged kind of bails him out and keeps him on the pitch. Whereas Mangala's not, that's not really his game. It's kind of hard to work out what kind of player he is. Is he a ball player? Is he a ball carrier? Is he a ball winner? I don't really know. I do like him. Don't get me wrong, because I think he's a strong player and he's, he can be a decent passer of the ball. But I think we're still yet to see the best of him like we did against West Ham, where I thought he was he looked absolutely phenomenal uh, and then obviously got injured against Everton, I believe it was. So it's a difficult one with Mangala, but I think he's still a good option to have within the squad, obviously, because he's got something about him. He's still really young, isn't he? He's still like, what, 24, 25? Yeah, 24. Just looked, I thought he was younger than that, to be fair. But yeah, he's still coming. It's still be coming into his peak and that one in a couple of years' time. So, so yeah, um, yeah. Anything, anything else to add? No, not really. I think yesterday, him and Danilo were like, like um, you said about Yates. It was perfect for him to play in. Obviously, Colback coming on really shored things up. I thought Steve Cooper putting Nico Williams at left midfield was was a good idea. But that might come on to someone else. I don't want to take their glory of, of if you actually want to praise him, Christian. I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, but I, I thought he just stopped Luke Ayling completely coming down the right hand side. But that's all I'm going to say on that matter. So I'll let you move on. Yeah, I think just to touch on, um, you know, you said we couldn't get his foot on the ball. I will give some credit to Leeds because that's what they do into the press. And they, they didn't really allow us to get on the ball, as seen by the possession stats. I think we only had 33% possession. Um, 
But something what resonates on talk sport early was Leeds, I thought, and I agree, I thought they were decent first half. They created loads of chances, but if you're playing well and not getting results, then you know you're in trouble. And I mean, first half, they could have scored a few and didn't. And that's why the managers ended up getting the bullet today. So be interesting to see what happens, who they appoint. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just a break in play to give a plug to my business. This is Reese off the pod. I have my own courier business, RL Delivery Service. I do local and GB deliveries. Good rates, fully insured. So give me a message on, it's RL Deliveries on Twitter. You can find it in my bio, which is um, Reese spelled R-E-I-S-S-N-F-F-C. Or I'm also on Facebook at RL Delivery Service. So if you do need anything moving, give me a message and I'd be more than happy to help. The Adonis who I spoke to for the preview, he he summed it up really well to me in a private chat, which was uh, you, you let us have the ball and we don't do out well with the ball because you can't, yeah. we can't open teams up. Although I thought they opened us up plenty of times. Down the left-hand yeah. side through Nonto, as, as Christian will probably get on to about I Williams. think the, um, <laughs> the sinister one where he blazed it over, that should have been a goal for them. That oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, and if yeah, the ball falls a... to someone better than Luke Aylin, that probably nestles yeah. in the corner and all. Yeah, true. Uh, well, it did Bamford and he scuffed it. <laughs> yeah, so, I think, I think, I think um... Bamford got paid off by the Doughty <laughs> family, maybe, after he put um... those flowers on. Yeah, he had a bit of a nice gesture. Nice gesture. Yeah, it was a nice gesture. Um, yeah, it is a shame the club didn't do something, but it was a nice gesture from Bamford. Um, that was. Um, moving on anyway, and um, I've made sure I've not asked this Christian Lee. So a surprise inclusion yesterday um, was Christian's favourite ever Forest player, Nico Williams. Uh, he started out the game as a right back, um, but was switching to second half to a left wing back slash left midfield. I guess you could say. I mean, what did you make of his performance in both halves, really? You know, start with the first, then go on to the second. Well, I mean, I think what Steve Cooper did with him probably suggests that he's got a bit of a conundrum with him because obviously we've paid... We've not paid a fortune for him, have we? Let's face it, in the context of the Premier League. If we go down, we probably have paid rather a lot for a player who who has offered very little. Um, but he is a young player, and obviously we know he's British, so that with that comes a premium. So I thought his performance yesterday was okay. Um, it wasn't. I've seen words like excellent, magnificent. It, it wasn't. Uh, he was okay. Uh, one one problem he does have, I, again, just my opinion, and it'll probably be more balanced than Christians would. Let's let's <laughs> say that. Um, I just think he'll do something really good. He put in a couple of strong tackles in the first half, probably the first 20 minutes, to be honest. But then very shortly after, he kind of just switches off. And against a better side yesterday, he would have probably cost us two or three goals, I think, all in the first half, being honest. Um, There was one where it looked for all the world like Bolly had shouted for the header. 
and Williams are just it's sometimes like he's too eager to do something. Like he's too eager to impress and he gets in someone's way. I think they both collided and the ball went to someone. And I think it might have been when Navas made it another save. But yeah, it, it should have cost us a goal, but it didn't. Um, and I think the fact, it would have been quite easy to put Aurier on and take Williams off, I thought, but he didn't. And I think that's where Cooper desperately wants him to work. Because I'm sure he seems like a, a decent character. I bet he's a good lad in training. Like we've, like we've said about Yates in the past, when th- there's been that argument, he doesn't strike me as a bad egg. I think he work, probably does work hard on trying to improve. Um, and I think the fact that Cooper put him in a completely different position suggests that he knows in his heart of hearts that if he plays as a fullback against better opposition, then he's going to cost us. Um, again, I don't want that to sound like a, a scathing criticism because it's not. Um, I mean, he's 21. Uh, in t- three or four years' time, he could be a good player. In three or four years' time, he might not be with us because Steve Cooper's thought, you know what, he's not for me. Um, but yeah, I thought he did okay in the second half. I mean... I said when he went up front, to be fair, that, well, in a more advanced role, I said, you watch, we'll get a chance and it'll be him racing through on goal instead of Johnson or Gibbs-White. So, sod's law, it, that's exactly what happened. So, um, yeah, he was OK. Like I say, he was OK. Um, I th- Like I say, I think against better opposition, we he would have cost us a goal, though, because we'd, we'd have just been punished. And to be fair, that is where the criticism has come from, because look at the Blackpool game, for example. He did cost us a goal. Um so, again, it's why people are critiquing. Yesterday, it didn't cost us. So, like I say, he did okay. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think he did okay as well. I'm not sure where Magnificent etc. has come from, but people have got their own opinions. First off, you know, Gnonto's a really good player, you know, who caused a lot of right-backs problems. But for me, with Williams, he just allows a ball to be clipped over him too easily and behind, and that happened quite a few times. Second half, I thought it was a lot better, but that's been said by other people, and it as a wing back he is better. Um, you know, something that I've said is a positive for Nico is he can drive forward the ball. Um yeah, he, thing... he just doesn't he just doesn't read the game very well as a fullback. I think mm-hmm. as a fullback, you've got to have a, a really good understanding of where people are gonna be at every given moment on a defensive basis. Like last year when we were playing with wing backs, Williams would probably be okay in that system. Um, because you you know you're doing less defending and you've got a, an extra centre half to cover you more often than not. So it, again, it's like I say, I think the fact that Cooper didn't bring him off, he desperately wants it to work. But I think at the minute the jury is still out over whether whether it will and if it does, what role he'll play for Forest. Yeah, I think that was good management though from Cooper because he's obviously a player who's not played for a while. You know, he was took out the side. So would he want to give him a first start in the league in? X amount of games and then drag him off at half time. So for him to switch in positions and actually build up on it a little bit, hopefully that will give him a little bit of confidence. And going forward, we can actually start to see this, you know, potential what people are saying. Because, like you say, Lee, it is a lot of money. I know he's still only young, but we've got to kind of see improvements as we go along. You know what I mean? So fingers crossed that will um, do him a bit of good yesterday. Um, anyway, Christian, I've let you off speaking about Williams, but someone who has really improved um, after looking, I'd say we all pretty much said on this pod, inconsistent at first, is Willie Bolly. I mean, I think he's going to take Aaron Maguire's slab egg nickname off him soon because he puts his head in front of absolutely everything. But And for me yesterday, I, you know, you couldn't really argue with Navas, man of the match. He kept his in it first half. But I didn't even personally edge for Bolly. I mean, what did you make of him yesterday? And also, really recently, as he's now become 
pretty much the number one centre-half, you'd say. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I thought he was fantastic yesterday. I mean, it was weird because when he first started for Forest, it seemed that he was a bit hesitant to release the ball, especially out to like Lottie at the time. But no, over the last few weeks, really since the um, turn of the new year, really, he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, him and actually, especially mentioned to McKenna as well yesterday, because yeah, a lot of people have written a lot of people have written Scott McKenna off already. Like you know, I think that's something else really in the fan base sort of need to look at. Just people just being overtly disrespectful. Like yeah, there was no need for that. You know, driving to the next club was yeah, exactly you know, that. Kind of know. Like, this is our player of the year last season. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, like obviously he's not you know outstandingly delivered at the Premier League level like let's say Johnson has, but you know, it's, there's no need for that. And you know, we saw yesterday. I think I think I think I saw a stat that was. Uh, what's it? McKenna and Bolly only lost one aerial duel between them, which is mm. I, I never felt Bamford had a single sniff apart from that no. one time that he got the cut back and fluffed it. He just wasn't in the game. I know you were saying on Sky after like, oh, I had no runners coming off me, but he wouldn't have mattered because he wasn't winning the ball in the first place. So no, both of them were absolutely tremendous, and you know it's testament. I mean, like a lot of people, you know, sort of turned their nose up a bit at Bolly. I mean, even most of us would have thought as well like a short term solution for. You know, obviously waiting for Nia Carter to come back, but at this moment in time, like we've just signed Felipe, I'm sort of thinking, well, how's he going to get into the team? Like, um, and you know, that's testament to how well Bolly's playing at the minute. I think you're right; he probably is number one centre back at the minute. He just seems to be like, I thought it was quite good as well seeing the. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that Jack Johnson TikTok that's rattled all the Wolves fan base again, <laughs> where um, I have, yeah. sort of dancing at uh, full time and Bolly's very much involved in that so he seems like yeah. he might be a bit of like a, a fun character off the pitch as well <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no it's 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 good like I thought it's it's very impressive I thought you know Bolly maybe wouldn't work out but like I said he was inconsistent to begin with but over the last few games he's really really like sort of put his marker down and that centre-back shirt seems to lose at the minute yeah maybe it's just a case of you know, just wasn't match fit or match ready at the yeah, start. Perhaps, you know, yeah. Lodi is another one who's turned it completely around. You know what I mean? So it might just be a case that I did enjoy that video of um, all the usual suspects dancing around and a Remo Freud stuck in the middle of them all. That made me, <laughs> that did make me chuckle, I must say. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, great to see. I, I couldn't care less what other, you know, other fans say at the end of the day. You know, we've all heard the talk, haven't we, this season about our Forest, our Steve Cooper going to gel this team together. And it looks like off the pitch, they're actually gelling pretty nicely. So, great. Oh, now it's changed now, let's forget. It's gone yeah. from, oh, you know, we need five dressing rooms and how they're going to gel it all. So, Forest has spent 200 million. Of course, they're going to be fine. They should uh, be doing better. So, uh, we can't win. But Yeah, well, I mean, I was listening to Talksport on the way back after Radio Nottingham had finished and... You know, Alex Cook apologised, but still had to get a dig in about Lingard. But he's just like a jealous ex, isn't he? He won't let it yeah, go. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't get... Lingard. I tell you, if Lingard scores the winner at um, that <laughs> playing now, oh my god! Like, <laughs> I think like our Twitter would actually explode if that happens. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. I'm going to move on to your slept on it thoughts. Then we had we had loads this week, which is absolutely brilliant. So I can't read them all out, but thanks for always for sending them in um, and interacting with the pod. It's all much appreciated. So um, Mapley Red, start with him. Navas man in the match. Colebacker manager's dream. Thought Lottie played well. Johnson learning to take his chances must be worth at least fifty million Europe next season. Here's hoping. <laughs> sarcastic Forest Forest fan Alex Gilbert superb throw in I'm not sure if you guys seen that 
hit the Leeds player, showed more accuracy than Brennan did for the goal, riled up the Leeds players, which showed on the pitch, and finally got the cluffy lower stand singing. The winning mentalities from the fans fed the players, all from that throw. Fair enough. Um, Sir Elliot, Kayla Navas bailed us out in the first half of cracking saves. Froyler being that no-nonsense conducting play midfielder again. Bolly a gift from Wolves. 42 points would do me as it's seriously tight in the bottom half. I mean, I don't think we'd even need that, to be honest, um, but we'll see. Um, Brummy tricky. Navas and Bolly will get the plaudits, but McKenna for me, you know, we just mentioned that. Still doubts whether he's capable at this level by a huge amounts. Now does Felipe getting over him? I think 37 points keeps us up. So mixed on that. Um, Sarah NFFC, Bolly was immense all game. And with all lead speed and passing, they wasn't getting past him or Navas two brick walls. Um, Ash Davis thinks 16 more points. We should be okay. I think that Texas to 40, doesn't it? Navas for the saves in the first half, but Bolly wasn't far behind after constantly putting his body on the line. Um, Sam would have to say Bolly man of the match guy could have had a brick away and not feel it Serge was amazing when he came on winning everything everywhere uh, Nico played well he put sorry Christian <laughs> Navas had a great David what a volley from Brennan 38 points keeps us up but I think we can get more um, and finally Dave Smetton massive win great support from the stand some excellent performances Tough games ahead, but after four points from eight games to 20 points from 13, then we are more than able to stay in the Premier League. It, I mean, it is truly remarkable, the kind of upturn in mood and form, because, you know, I've got to think I say this every pod now, but after that Leicester game, I just couldn't see anything but us going down. So it's a testament to what the players and the staff are doing. So, um, And also the owner for backing the manager as well. We've got to... Hand it to everyone. So brilliant to see, and let's hope it continues. Um, moving on then from the Leeds game and the transfer winners slammed shut on Tuesday evening. Forrest added some more players. We was always going to want with to our squad signing centre back Felipe from Atletico Madrid, John Joe Shelby from Newcastle, um, Kayla Lav- Kayla Navas from PSG, as we've covered. And also, just to annoy Richard Keyes and everyone else a little bit more, took it to new levels by signing free agent Andre Ayew after the deadline. Um, the depth of the squad is now shown by the fact that Lewis O'Brien, a £10 million signing, as some along with Steve Court, didn't make the cut. So, you know, plenty of options to have. Um, Lee, going to come to you. Are you happy with those signings? And do Forrest have more than enough now, in your opinion, to make sure we stay in the Premier League? Yeah, I think we do. Um... Am I happy? Um, I'm being a bit greedy. I would have loved a player like Dan Juma to come in. Um, I know we got Scarpa, but I, I still think he's a slightly different... I don't see Scarpa scoring the level of goals that perhaps um, Dan Juma might do. Um, but that's, again, that's just being picky and a little bit greedy. Um, thinking about it, if you bring a player like that in, they're probably going to take the place of Johnson, which is never going to happen. Mm. Um or possibly the striker, and then you don't play with a striker, so you've got that whole, you know, the conundrum there. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm more than content with the squad. I think you look, we looked at the bench yesterday, and straight away we said, yeah, that bench looks loads better, loads stronger, lots of options. I mean, pretty much every player yesterday on the bench, uh, outfield player, you'd, you'd look at and think that they could come on and, and make an impact if we needed them to. So, and when when you think we've got in the next few weeks slash months, we're going to have. Yates in the mix. We're gonna have uh, Tywo coming back. Um, so and then there's people like Dennis who wasn't even on the bench yesterday. So again, it, this we should have we we've 
got what we can. Uh, I mean, there's people saying we shouldn't have signed Wood already and that sort of stuff. He might not quite suit our system, but he might be the sort of player that, with Cook probably not being in the dressing room on a weekly basis now, someone like him around the place who's been there and done it before, you know, you can kind of see the logic um, as small as it might be in that signing. So, yeah, I think um, Cooper's got every chance of keeping us up now with the squad. Yeah, we've put ourselves in a good position, haven't we, with the wins against the teams around us, you know, Southampton, Leicester, and yesterday, um, six pointers and we won all three of them. So that's massive. And, you know, it's put us, um, I'd say, top of the kind of relegation candidates at the minute. So, yeah, good to see. Um, Adam, speaking of relegation candidates, yesterday now sees us open a six-point gap from the bottom three. It also sees us go joint 12th with Crystal Palace, bar their superior goal difference. I'm not sure if any of you guys think they're a relegation candidate, but they are struggling a little bit at the minute. Um, as always, some interesting results at the bottom and a change of manager for Leeds. Looks like there will be one for Southampton soon, although you know, TalkSport was saying earlier, apparently they're going to give him a bit more time, which is brilliant for us because we're all, we all think Nathan Jones is a bad manager so the more time he gets the good for us um, but there's also you know a few other managers under pressure you know Gary O'Neill would be one um, I'd imagine he'd be under pressure as well I mean if I was to ask you the question now what three teams do you think will go down oh it's us I mean that I don't want one to be Forest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a difficult one because I would have said Everton if, if Sean Dyche wasn't appointed and and they look quite good against Arsenal and you know what you're going to get from a Dutch team and arguably they've got way more quality way more quality than they had uh, than he had at Burnley I mean he's got a, he's got international players all over the shop really but it's quite ironic that a Burnley duo uh, scored yeah, their goal at the weekend that, yeah. um, I feel like we're doing a disservice to ourselves really like six points off Chelsea and they only spent about <laughs> £200 million pound more yeah, than us or whatever in this, in this window alone I think yeah. <laughs> five, is it five five off Liverpool as well it's, yeah it's, um, would have took I, that aside this season I, I, if, if I, I think Southampton Bournemouth and then it's a really tough call that last spot I think will go down to the last day, to be honest. And I think it could be between about three or four teams, maybe like an Everton, Leeds, and I think West Ham are good enough to stay out of it. And Wolves and Leicester yeah. are as well. It's Great. it's going to be really, really tricky. But yeah, it's it's a fascinating battle. I'm just glad we, we've pulled ourselves away from it. We've obviously still quite a few difficult games to play, but with our home form, as we've all mentioned, we give ourselves a bloody good chance in every game at home. So, yeah, we've got and we've still got some favourable ones. Obviously, Wolves still to come to us, Everton to come to us, and Southampton. So, yeah. that's three favourable fixtures you'd say there to get nine points and really wrap it up. To be honest, yeah. Uh, next, <laughs> I know you don't like talking game. about it. <laughs> next home game, Manchester City. I'm, <laughs> I would, I'm uh... quite, I'm quite glad. Like most of the fan base has always been like, if we stay up rather than when we stay up, because I feel mm. like we start to get a bit ahead of ourselves and I feel like we've kind of all followed the ethos of, of Steve Cooper of trying to strive to be better and keep keep our feet on the ground because, I mean, his post-match, it was brilliant, wasn't he? He was like, we were rubbish. He basically may as well have said we were shit because we were. Yeah, that's why, uh, that is one of the main reasons why I love him so much because he's never strived for average. He's always wanting to be better. Um, it, You know, 
it was all about the result yesterday, but you know, he wants us to play well and get the results, which is you know refreshing to hear. He'll he'll be angry when um, we're in the Europa Conference League next se- after next <laughs> season. He'll be wanting yeah, Champions the, I mean, League instead. <laughs> can you get in that way for fair play like you used to back in the day when you was it into Toto Cup? Uh, what would we get for him through that? Can't they bring that back so we can get him? But yeah, I mean, you know, we've got Fulham away next, but next home game, Manchester City. I mean. Would I say there's a good time to play Manchester City? Maybe nah, might be a little bit of a good time, but I could be eating my words on that. So um, we'll see when that does come around. But looking forward to that next home game. Um, yeah, but, I yeah. think at this, I think at this moment in time, one. I think after yesterday, you've got to say that Leeds are favourites to go down. I think mm. you look at their squad on paper, and now the transfer window's closed. It looks full of players that have never played in the Premier League, mm. let alone survive relegation from it. The leaders that they've got are Cooper. And Ailing, yeah, we're knocking on, aren't they? When in hindsight, they should they be playing um, in a team that wants to avoid relegation? Probably not. Um, and just look at the other teams down there at the minute, and there's there is players in in the ranks that you know should be enough to to keep them up. And Leeds don't really again, you don't want to jinx it, and then they kick on. Plus the fact their next two league games are both against Manchester United, who can't yeah. stop scoring. Yeah. They could, in in another week's time, a new manager could already be looking at a, a really tough challenge to keep them in the division. I think. Yeah, Leeds is a strange one because they've literally signed all players what Jesse March wanted, and now they've sacked him. So, um, mm. you know, they spent a lot of money in January. This the the guy, the French Lyle Taylor, they brought on yesterday. I think he cost thirty five millions. I mean, he needed to have a kick yesterday. So, um. Yeah, be interesting. I think I think it's fair to say, you know, the Premier League this season is really exciting. You know, usually a lot of things are wrapped up, but the title race is still on. You even look at like the race for top four still on. There's a possibility that a new team like Brighton or Brentford could maybe get in Europe. The relegation battle is exciting, so it is actually quite nice to see. But the, the race for mid table is interesting and all. Yeah, <laughs> Chelsea and Liverpool if they can finish in the top half. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's all down to Forest coming back to the Premier League. We make the Premier League more exciting, don't we? Um, we'll take that. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a good league this season. Finally, then Christian, before we move on to predictions, um, fair to say the media has been very critical of Forest overall, especially with our spending and the amount of players we've brought in. And this upturning form, though, I've seen a few apologies through gritted teeth put out. I mean, I personally noticed now we are doing a lot better. We don't hardly get as much coverage at all. It's like they can't really say much about as if it ain't negative, but that's part and parcel of being in the Premier League. I mean, are you kind of happy to just carry on going under the radar with how we're doing at the minute, or would you like to actually see Steve Cooper get some recognition for the job he's doing uh, I think the recognition will come as and when I mean the job isn't finished yet we, we all know that um, yeah. we talked about the relegation battle just now I still don't and obviously like when it's your own club you've never really you try not to get too carried away with things you normally are more pessimistic than you are optimistic but I mean I can see that game Forest and Palace last early season being a straight shootout of who stays up and who goes down like depending on what happens with Leeds so, you know, I think once it's, if we stay up, then at that point, I think you'll start to see like, uh, like I said, I mean, when they do like a manager of the season thing, if if Forest stay up, you'd think it would be Arteta, probably Guardiola for chasing, how uh, yeah. Silver and yeah. Cooper would be. I mean, that would be yeah. You could five. probably say Thomas Frank as well has done a good job. And yeah, Derby, yeah, yeah. 
but at that point they will come out and say well look Cooper's had to build a whole new team from scratch mm. he's had to you know, he's had X many signings he's had to gel it as he goes along and he's done it so hopefully that's what we're saying at the end of the season I mean I don't really care, I don't really care much for me accolades. I think what annoys me and I think will annoy most Forest fans is that it didn't feel like we got a fair crack of the whip. It just felt mm. like straight away, like we were consigned to like, you know, oh, we're going to be the worst team in Premier League history. Oh, they're doing another QPR. We're doing another Fulham, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, with 17 games to go now, we've already overtaken what Watford and um, Norwich got last season in 38. You know, in, this, in, in, in this month alone, we've done more than our tax-dodging neighbours did in 38 games. Like... At some point, we will get credit, but I don't think that time is now. I think the job's, again, not finished. And to be honest, like, what would you rather? Would you rather me just start falling over us now when people start saying, I'll give Cooper Dean a job and Forrest go down or Forrest stay up and everyone seems to have like a bit of a chip on their shoulder that we've done so. So, you know, it's what ultimately I know exactly what I'd rather and it's staying in the league. And if that comes if teams not like us, teams aren't meant to like us. I don't want teams to like us because we're not meant to, we're here to win matches. We're not here to like roll the red carpet out and just like bend over like Norwich did for the last yeah. three, four years. Yeah, I, 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 to- I totally agree with you. Um, is it going to go down to a last day shootout? I That would be, um, yeah. That'd be very Forest. But very I, hope, I mean, shows. we need to win. I mean, from my, I mean, I'm still using 40 to benchmark. And so, I mean, the way it, I mean, it sounds so much better now, Forest needs to win five out of the last 17 games to get to 39. Yeah. And you'd think realistically, we're not going to you know, lose all those other games. So no. I think, you know, we, we've got good chances. We've got games at home. Obviously, Everton a different team now. But yeah. I think the thing for us, I think it's the away form. But again, but again yeah. even that, when you look at it under a microscope, I think we've, I think we've played 10 away games so far and five have been against the top six. So like, and even the games that we, we the other five, we got five points from, and really we should have got some from Wolves as well. So, you know, I think there will be another away will on the road that we maybe don't expect. Might be, might be at West Ham. Who knows? It could be at Brentford. A surprise could be at Fulham next weekend. Like, um, nice. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, going back to the point, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather wait until like the Forest fan base can just like go after these people themselves like people like Adam Craft and writing us off after one half of football like the athletic writers all saying oh, I can't work at Forest it won't, it won't happen it's impossible like that kind of stuff like these people I understand they're paid to give their opinion of football but like I said it, we never it never felt like the second we signed Lingard that was it like like faces mm-hmm. hardens, like you know, stances, you know, went out the window. It was like we became once we became a team that actually wanted to spend money, we went from a novelty to be back to you know, an inconvenience. Yeah. So, you know, it, it'd be great to shut these people up. I don't want praise from them, I just want for us to stay up. That's it. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, to wrap this pod up, um, it's London calling on Saturday as we head to Fulham um, and we'll finish off with our predictions for the game on the banks of the River Thames. So, we'll start with you, Lee. Fulham away, what do you reckon? Uh, tough game, isn't it? I mean, Very tough. I've said on this podcast before that when it looked like we were nailed on for relegation that um, we'd probably have to look at Fulham and go down with a strong championship squad and come back and sign four or five rather than 34 or 35. <laughs> I, I know I'm exaggerating. Um, I'm going to be positive again. I've, I've got into a, a nice habit of being positive over the last few weeks on this podcast and I've quite enjoyed it. So I don't think we'll win, but I do think we'll get something. So I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to go for a nil-nil 
And for those travelling, I think it could be akin to uh, the Brighton game. I, I get that we are a little bit better now, but I think we will go there with Man City next after that one. I think Cooper will see it as a massive plus if we can go there and keep another clean sheet and come away with something. So I think that'll be the order of the day and I'll plump for a goalless draw. Yeah, I think if we can get a point at Fulham, that'll be a cracking result. You know, they've had a brilliant season. You know, as Christian said, Marco Silva would definitely be a candidate so far for manager of the season. He's done a, he's done a great job. Um, what about you, Adam? Going to be a tough one, obviously. I think this is the second London trip out of about seven or eight. I don't, there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's loads this half <laughs> the season for some reason. Not you're sure. going to have an expensive 2023 um, race well, after getting that, a dog as well. God. That's, if, that's, <laughs> if we can get, that's if we can get the tickets for the games. Um. I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, Fulham, obviously, go flying high. I'm going to speak to the Fulham fan, Connor, who we spoke to earlier in the season. He's got a spreadsheet for us. He's a bit of a stats nerd by the sounds of it. So that's going to be an interesting one. I think Fulham will be looking, obviously, to beat us like they did earlier in the season. I'm hoping yeah. for a bit of a revenge after we collapsed within seven minutes to give them three goals, cheap goals like that as well. But be a tough game, obviously. They've got a, a way about them, how they play, possession-based, they're quick, experienced players. So, But I expect us to be dogged and, and quick on the counter ourselves. So I'm going to go for a score draw of 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Yeah, I think... I know I've always been a big fan of Mitrovic. I've been one who has always said he could do it at this level. But the two in midfield for Fulham, Reed and Palfini, they're really good players. Um, that'll be a good battle for us in the midfield on um, Saturday. And um, what about you, Christian? I'm going to be rather optimistic. So I saw um, I was privileged enough to go and watch uh, Chelsea v Fulham uh, last on Friday, yeah. and Fulham were decent. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, they did very much similar to what Forrest did against Chelsea, set up in a very similar way, uh, wait to spring on the counter. They weren't as effective as we were, but you know, they still did a good job. And um, But uh, they bought Sunderland's away midweek. It's a long way to go, a long way to come back. Obviously, it's a replay as well. I'm not sure they'll be resting players for that because they want to go through to the fifth rounds. I also think they're due a loss. So I'm going to be very optimistic and say we can nick a 1-0 win again like we did last year. It won't be pretty. It'll probably be a lot of like hiding behind sofa, forest surrender about all but 15% possession as like, you know, they start dictating play and Mitrovic hits the bar about four times. But I can see us getting a win. So I'm going to be optimistic. And I mean, to be fair, like remember when we played Fulham with our very open shape, we were still like the three, um, four, one, two, we had them at the city grounds and we only just narrowly lost that. Mm. And that was despite the fact we were like, you know, like, Santa come early for pretty much everyone at that moment in time. So yeah, we yeah. have we can compete with them. They're not like you know, they're having a good season, of course, but they're not invincible by any stretch of the imagination. Like it's only fucking Fulham. So <laughs> they're a good team, but we can't go into this mindset that just because they're doing all right that we're just gonna like get tanks. So yeah, I'm gonna be positive and say one nil forest. Yeah, they, they did score that belt, didn't they, as well, to make it two one here from Palfinia. Yeah, 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 good player is. Um why'd you keep but, calling so, it Palfinia? It's Paulinia. Paulinia, is it? Sorry. He'll, Sorry. They'll, they'll do well to keep hold of him beyond this yeah. season. He'll go will, for about yeah. 50, 60 million. He's, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Mm. He's top drawing. Yeah, yeah it is a good player. Him and Harrison Reed's very underrated as well, I think. So, um, yeah, I would agree about it. Very good player. Good little yeah. combo in midfield they have. Um, so, you fancy Philip Zinconagel remake from last season and Christian. Um, I do indeed. I do indeed. I'm going to agree with Adam um, and Lee in the 
the fact I think it'll be a draw, but I'm going to agree with Adam on a scoreline and think it'll be a 1-1 draw. Um, my only visit to Fulham was the 2-1 when we scored that amazing team goal. Um, but that was very similar, counter-attack style. Um, we grabbed and scored twice, so I'd definitely take that result again. Um, but anyway, that's it for this episode. I mean, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have talking about another Premier League win for Forest. Amazing. Um, yeah, loved it. So if you are travelling to the cottage on Saturday, safe trip. And, you know, I will see you there. I'm, I'm not sure if any of you lads are going as well. No, no, no. No, no. Not part of this exclusive <laughs> club that keeps getting tickets. Well, no, no, no comment on that. But until next time, thanks for listening. And come on, you Reds. Just a quick one as well from all of us on this podcast. This is something that we all share and it's something that myself and I'm sure the other guys have noticed as well is that a lot of people, especially Forest fans, as that's what mostly I do have on my Twitter, um, seeming to struggle a little bit with their mental health at the minute. You know, if you are struggling, um, by all means, message the pod and one of us will reply to you or message somebody on Twitter you know, use the forest timeline with the hashtag or just to make sure you talk to somebody rather than doing anything silly. Um, there is plenty of options out there. You know, if you also want to talk to someone in confidence, there's, you know, charities like Mind who will help you. Um, but just make sure you just talk to somebody rather than, you know, doing anything silly. I think that's um, an important message to relay um, to anybody who listens to the pod who might be struggling at this time. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.